risk factors for gallbladder issues is being overweight or obese, having diabetes. This one applies to me, recently pregnant. So just had a baby. She turned two months today. So one month after she was born, this gallbladder attack hit me hard. Rapid weight loss. There's an increase in cholesterol production in the liver, which can increase a risk of gallstones. So if there's a rapid loss of weight, this can lead to a potential passing of a gallstone. You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kybert, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Hey there, Dr. Emily Kybert here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to share and feature experts in the functional movement and functional medicine world who focus on the largest organ in the body, the organ of longevity, the muscle. So today, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Don't worry, nothing too crazy. I'm going to do a solo podcast, just me so that I can share my expertise with you and share some of my knowledge working with patients for the last 12 years in Manhattan, New York City, and give you some insight into rehab, movement, and pain relief tips around different conditions and different injuries and give you the tools you can use to feel better in your body. So today's topic is near and dear to my heart and not in a good way, but something that I've been suffering with since I was 21 years old and I'm 38 now. So kind of crazy to think that this has been ongoing for the last 17 years. But about a month ago, I was in the ER for debilitating gallbladder pain. And so today I want to feature and just talk about different root causes of pain underneath the shoulder blade. So the shoulder blade is that little bone on the backside that floats on the ribs, one of the three bones that make up the shoulder joint. And at the bottom tip, there's different causes of why there could be pain there. We're going to break down five of them. Some of them are more biomechanical in nature, and then there's some that are more surprises. So let's dive into the first one, and I'll give you all the details on (laughs) my ER visit to Methodist. So the gallbladder is one of the potential causes of pain underneath the shoulder blade, especially underneath the right shoulder blade. And the gallbladder is a little sac that contains bile, right underneath the liver on the right side, underneath the right ribs. And every time we eat something fatty, it squirts out a little bile to break down the fat in that food. So like I said, I've had gallbladder pain on and off since I was 21. I remember I was in Ann Arbor and I was having dinner with my mother. I went to University of Michigan. So we were at a restaurant and I had duck and duck is super fatty. And I remember that night rolling around in bed, writhing in pain. I had the sweats. I was nauseous. I called my mom. She's like, sounds like gallbladder pain, something I have as well. 
and it is often hereditary. So now, 38 years old, 17 years later, still dealing with the pain, but is much less frequent. I used to get it once a month, and now it's like once a year. So typically, gallbladder pain comes in waves. So it will ramp up, and usually I can get into a comfortable position in chains positions. So usually laying on my right side in bed makes it worse. If I'm kind of in a child's pose, it makes it feel better. But this time, a month ago, it felt very different than the past attacks. It like dropped me to my knees. It was full on. It did not come in waves. It was constant. And the pain didn't change when I changed positions. I was worried that maybe a gallstone got stuck And in the gallbladder, there can be gallstones or kind of like sludge and stones. And when they pass through the bile duct, they can get stuck, causes pain. And sometimes they can get stuck and there's a backup of bile. And then that is more emergent. So I was thinking, oh my God, I have a gallstone stuck and this is something emergent. We talked about what the gallbladder is, some symptoms of passing a gallstone, would be pain in the right upper abdomen, right underneath the ribs. And that gallbladder will have a referral point underneath the right shoulder blade. So sometimes I'll see people who have all the symptoms but don't know, and they think it's something like a pulled muscle or something biomechanical because they have this pain in their mid-back more to the right. With a good history and assessment, to find out it's coming referred pain from the gallbladder. Another symptom of passing a gallstone or having gallbladder sludge is that the pain comes in waves and it usually is brought on by eating fatty food. Oddly enough, I've had gallbladder pain during a 20-day juice cleanse. That's right, 20 days. I used to be vegetarian, then vegan, and then a raw foodie. And I did a 20 day cleanse and I actually got a lot of gallbladder pain with that. Now following more of a Dr. Gabrielle Lyon protocol of high protein, it is definitely less. The pain starts suddenly. It is dull, cramping, sometimes sharp. It can cause nausea, sweats, and vomiting. So when should you seek emergent help or go to the ER or seek out a doctor? There are certain instances where the abdominal pain will not go away for several hours or if it's particularly severe. And if it's constant and doesn't come in waves, that's one indication to go to the ER. Another indication is sweats, chills, and a low-grade fever. That could indicate that there's actually an infection happening. So that's the second reason to go to the ER. And then the third is if you start to find a yellowish color to the skin or the eyes, the white of the eyes, that is a sign of jaundice. That means that a gallstone has gotten stuck, bile is not passing through, there's a buildup of bile, and there's a spillover into the liver. And Once you start to have yellow skin or yellow in the white of the eyes, that is very emergent. And this last time when I was on the floor and couldn't move and in full on sweats, I actually asked my husband to check the white of my eyes and tell me if they were yellow to check for potential jaundice. So that's another indication that it's emergent and to go to the ER. Who typically gets it? 
gallbladder pain, passing of the gallstones. Women, ladies, it's us, usually over 60. There's a family history. My mother has had her gallbladder removed. Oddly enough, she still gets gallbladder pain, which her doctor has told her is phantom pain. So I've consulted multiple surgeons over the years, and they're all like, take it out. You have chronic sludge, chronic gallbladder disease. You have stones in there. What you don't want is to be traveling and get stuck somewhere and have to have surgery there. But I have monitored it and taken some actions through a functional medicine approach, which I'll talk about. But other risk factors for gallbladder issues is being overweight or obese, having diabetes. This one applies to me, recently pregnant. So just had a baby. She turned two months today. So one month after she was born, this gallbladder attack hit me hard. Rapid weight loss. There's an increase in cholesterol production in the liver, which can increase a risk of gallstones. So if there's a rapid loss of weight, this can lead to a potential passing of a gallstone. Another risk factor, crazy enough, is going off caffeine. So coffee consumption seems to lower the risk of gallstone formation. So if you drink coffee, there's a lower risk of having gallstones. This is because it enhances the gallbladder motility. It inhibits gallbladder fluid absorption and decreases the crystallization of cholesterol in the bile. But if you go off caffeine, right, which sometimes we do as a cleanse, I'm kind of thinking now when I did my 20-day juice cleanse, I definitely cut out caffeine, that it might have changed the motility in the gallbladder and gallstones got stuck, which might've been why I had gallbladder pain when I did a juice cleanse. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. We're talking about all about the gallbladder right now, but we're talking about it as a root cause of pain in the mid back underneath the right shoulder blade. So That's my deep dive into the gallbladder. We have a blog post on urbanwellnessclinic.com forward slash blog, and you'll see five causes of shoulder blade pain. So gallbladder is one that most people don't think. It's not biomechanical. It's a referred point from the organ. Number two reason to have pain under the shoulder blade is poor posture. So if we're hunching over a desk all day, rounding through the mid-back, chin is forward, it will pull all the muscles forward. So the pecs will get tight. The neck will get tight. The muscles that stabilize the shoulder blades, serratus, anterior, latissimus, middle and lower trap, those will get weak. And when those get weak, there's tension on the rhomboid. The rhomboid muscle is the muscle that goes from the spine to the inner edge of the shoulder blade. So when this gets stretched, when we have this forward slouch, we call this in the rehab world, upper cross syndrome, sometimes that can cause a pain in the mid back. So that's number two reason to have pain underneath the shoulder blade. The third one is from breathing. So if we have stressed out chest breathing, and we always breathe from our chest, but when we're extra stressed out, when we're in a fight or flight state, which who isn't these days, 
especially in New York City, we will start to overactivate the muscles in our neck, our pectoral muscles, the muscles in the front of our chest to lift the upper ribs to take an inhale. When we do this, there can get tightness in the thoracic spine. And the thoracic spine is the part of the spine from the base of our neck down through our mid-back that connects to our lower back. So when we get tightness there, and I have seriously put my hands on, as a chiropractor in Manhattan, on patients that are probably 35 years old. And if I closed my eyes, their mid-back felt so tight, I could have, with my eyes closed, thought that they were an 80-year-old. And it was simply because they had really short, shallow, stressed breathing. So when we get tightness in that mid-back from too much stress breathing, from stress, we can start to get mid-back pain or pain underneath the shoulder blade, the bottom tip of the shoulder blade. So that's root cause number two, chest breathing from stress. How do we fix that? Starting to breathe down into our belly, just like we did when we were babies. Every breath is a diaphragmatic breath, right? If the diaphragm, the muscle between the lungs and the organs didn't work, we'd be dead. But a diaphragmatic breath in this case is one that is calm, relaxing, not in that fight or flight state. And there'll be a gentle expansion through the belly, through the waistline and into the low back on the inhale. As we exhale, there's a softening of the belly. So this kind of breathing will help change our nervous system, will help get us into a more relaxed state, and we'll start to not overuse the muscles in the neck, the upper back, and the mid-back. And in turn, and it could simply be five breaths, in turn, it will help decrease the tightness and any pain between the shoulder blades. If you're having a hard time breathing into your belly, some tricks are to cough, to hum, or to put your tongue on the roof of your mouth an inch behind your teeth, and then take a breath. That tongue on the roof of the mouth helps stimulate a breath down and wide into your belly. So that's number three, chest breathing from stress, tightness in the mid-back, causing pain at the bottom tips of the shoulder blades. Number four is a disc herniation in the cervical spine. And the cervical spine is that part of our neck from the base of our skull to right where the neck meets the mid-back. So that's our cervical spine. And a disc herniation in that area can refer pain down between the shoulder blades. So typically, C5 nerve root, so cervical spine nerve root C5 If there's a disc herniation there, irritating the nerve root or pushing on the nerve root, that nerve root will refer pain to the side of our arm, like as if we were wearing a a shirt with a little cap sleeve. That little cap area is a referral zone for C5. And then the other area is between the shoulder blades. So we always check in the clinic with every patient, anyone complain of mid-back pain, even if they don't have neck pain, we always check with a cervical compression test and a cervical max compression test to see if there is a disc herniation in the neck referring to the mid-back. So even if someone does not have neck pain, 
is not complaining of anything going on in the neck. They only have mid-back tension, tightness, pain. Typically, it will be a little more sharp shooting or it can be like a dull ache. We always check to see if it's coming from the neck, if there's a disc herniation, referring down to the mid-back. So that's reason number four. You might have pain between the shoulder blades, especially the bottom tips. And the fifth one is more from a chiropractic background, but a rib that has quote unquote popped out of place or has subluxated and not subluxated in the sense of totally dislocated. But if you have poor posture and you're rounding forward, sitting at your desk and all the ribs are kind of pushed up into a flexed position on the backside. Sometimes you go to stand back up straight, a rib will get stuck in that flexed position and will not extend as you stand up straight. So oftentimes a rib that quote unquote feels out of place will feel like a sharp knife pick in the back. When you take a big inhale, it will cause more pain. A subluxated rib or rib that's out of place always 99% of the time goes hand in hand with a breathing issue. That breathing issue we talked about in number three, that chest breathing, that short, shallow, stressed out breathing almost always goes hand in hand with a rib that's out of place. So what we do for that, we adjust the rib with a chiropractic adjustment. We gently do some active release technique on the soft tissue around the rib. And then we tell the patient to ice 20 minutes on, an hour off, 20 minutes on with ice, an hour off. And usually within 12 to 24 hours, all the muscle spasm around that rib head where the rib connects to the spine usually takes 12 to 24 hours for those muscles to relax. So that's reason number five, why you could have pain between the shoulder blades. Bonus, and this is going back to something that is not a biomechanical issue, but a referral point and something that is super emergent is a sixth reason, which could be either heart attack, can refer between the shoulder blades and also down the arm. And then the other one is an abdominal aortic dissection. So there's a big tube that goes from the heart down through the center of the body to bring blood down to the lower half of our body. If that tube has a tear in it, it can also cause pain between the mid-back. And that is extremely emergent. It's very rare to survive an aortic dissection but some people do. So those are two reasons that are more emergent and more serious and not a biomechanical issue for pain between the shoulder blades. So whenever we hear pain in the mid-back between the shoulder blades, we're checking to see if there's any sweating, chills, and if they've had any chest pain, if there's any changes in appetite, any family history, any past health history, just to rule out the red flags, the serious stuff. So if you want to read more about this and you want to read about any sort of and learn about any sort of exercises to help with the biomechanical issues of pain in the mid-back between the shoulder blades, so we talked about poor posture, chest breathing, a cervical disc herniation. If you want to learn about any tips or tricks to help with those kind of biomechanical issues, it's in a blog post at urbanwellnessclinic.com forward slash blog. You just look for five causes of shoulder blade pain. 
And then just always thinking about maybe it's not biomechanical. Maybe it's coming from an organ, the heart or the gallbladder. So thank you so much. So fun recording a solo episode and just sharing my knowledge of being in practice as a chiropractor and someone who focuses on movement and strength with so many patients every week for the last 12 years. It is such a privilege and it's so exciting to share it with you in this medium. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on Muscle Medicine Podcast, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review, share the love. It means so much to me. It's always so fun to get Instagram DMs of people from all over the world saying, Hey, I love your podcast. I love this episode. This one was really great. And it's just so great to hear people enjoying the sharing of knowledge and sharing all the experts that come on, all these experts of functional movement, meeting functional medicine, and just sharing my voice with you. So if you're loving what you hear, iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. Thank you so much. Can't wait to chat with you next week. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you want to share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends... Or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys. So much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.